You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're going to talk about conversational hypnosis. Now, maybe some of you have heard that term, maybe some of you haven't. It's interesting. Um, we're going to talk about how hypnosis can happen in a simple conversation. Um, so stay tuned. We will be right there. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, people? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist. I kind of yelled into the mic there for a minute. I don't know what we're yelling about! <laughs> I, just, I just came out of the yell. You made like me very, twitch. I know. Yeah, I'm twitching back here going, whoa! I just saw, I saw Matt just kind of flinch a little bit. I'm like, oh, sorry. I was kind of yelling. I just don't know. Uh, hey, you're <gasps> Oh, great. Odin's raving. You're a bit excited for this episode. Yeah, I am. Well, I'm excited for every episode. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, we're here. Another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. We are in the Podcast Detroit Northville Studios. Yay. Matt Fox is with me. Thank you, sir. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for all your help each and every time. My pleasure. Yeah. It's fun. It's a great having you. Let me tell you where you can find me. Where? My website. Oh, number okay. one <laughs> is MotorCityHypnotist.com. On that website, you'll find my podcast page with all of the episodes going back to episode one. I think we're on. I have to look. I never put the number on my on my outlines, but uh, I think we're on forty three. Has 42. it been that many? Yeah, so much positivity because we do we do two podcasts a week, and they they release on Tuesday Thursdays. So yeah, that's it's we've been doing it. Wow, over twenty weeks now. It's so much. Yeah, like I say there's so much positivity. You lose count. Yeah, right. It's just so good. <laughs> I'll pat yourself. I'm very important. Yeah. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, <laughs> and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so my website, take a look there. You'll find the podcast page and my store page and um, and a bunch of other stuff. Take a look. I'm, I'm, I think I told told you last episode, I'm, I'm revamping the site. Mm-hmm. So it will probably, the, the new look site will probably be up in a week or two. Fair. So check that out. Follow me on social media, Facebook and YouTube at Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter and Instagram, Motor City Hypno. And I'm also on Patreon. Patreon is a creator site for people who, who want to to donate money to support the show that they like. Um, so if you, if you have interest in that or take a look at that Patreon page, I would appreciate it. Small donations. It's not anything that that's gonna that's gonna break you. Um, and and any donations would be appreciated. Uh, and you get things like this T-shirt that I have on. That would be one if if you were to donate. And and my uh, coffee mug, which can be used other, for uh, other, other one. Sorry, I'm on no, the no, other one. I'm, I'm still going on the other camera. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And trust me, there's coffee in there. 
as he laughs. Maybe at one it. point. <laughs> There's certainly not coffee in there now. <laughs> so yeah, check Patreon out. And and on every show, uh, I give away a free hypnosis guide. Actually, just check our show notes because honestly, every episode I'm giving away stuff. Yes, you are. Whether it's a free hypnosis guide, I'm still putting in the link in for our, our hypnosis for confidence download. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also leaving a link for um, my private fake, my fake, my <laughs> private, th- there's a Freudian slip. We'll go back to Freud for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> private Facebook page empower your mind for success a lot of people really don't post the truth on facebook so it could be called fake book right it could be it could be fake book you're right it could be (laughs) uh but that on that private page it's it's a it's members only and it's not like i i limit people but that typically people are opting into that uh, because Mm -hmm. they've they've uh picked up one of my products online and then i just prompt them if they want to join this group come and sign up sure um so so it's not like a it's not public where anybody can just hop in but definitely, if you if you message me, um, I can get you into that as well. And that's that's just again focused on empowering people to change their belief systems to be successful at whatever, whether it's what your job, your career, your personal life, your relationship, mm-hmm. pretty much across the board. Yeah. So you can check that out as well. That link will be in the show notes as well. Yeah, the links work. I got to tell you, I, I've actually gone in there and the, some of the some have of you the, linked through all of them. I, I actually I have. And, okay, uh, a few of them. It takes you to uh, you know pages that. That you can print off and, you know, little workbooks. Yes. Right. Yes. Like and, work. And then you actually can, you know, write off, write everything out, write your goals down. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're yep. trying to do, the resources are there and you provide those yep. Uh, 100%. Yep. Definitely. And there, there are a couple of things. If you look at, I think, I think it's the Empower Your Mind for Success ebook. That does have forms in there as far as there's a schedule form that, and, and, and there are a lot of things for you to, to participate in. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, believe me, I love books. I love reading books, yeah. but sometimes if you read it and you don't do anything with it, right. it, it doesn't do any good. You have to, you have to implement it. Yep. That's the great thing. Yep. So this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast is brought to you by Banner Season. Online marketing is saturated and people rarely open their emails. Are you in sales or does your business market to customers? How do you connect with family, friends, and clients? Banner Season takes your marketing into the real world by delivering kindness and thoughtfulness directly to your clients physically. Imagine the excitement of your family, friends, and customers as they receive personalized cards and gifts in their mailboxes. Go to BannerSeason.com forward slash fantastic and begin today to express kindness and make connections with others again that's banner season.com forward slash fantastic check that out again that's a program i use and just as a as a disclaimer um i do get i do get financial remuneration from them uh, it doesn't cost you anything or extra or anything but i'm i'm gonna what you call an affiliate kind of if sure. you want to call it that so just like to bring that up and uh, make sure that you know. Um, Want to be transparent on those types of things. Yeah. It is time Woo. for our winner of the week. That's how winning is done. All right. This is fun. You'll remember our winner of the week way back when. When it was Naughty Bushell and Dave Grohl, I do. It was the drummer off. It was the yes, drum off. The drum off. Yes. 
there's a second chapter to this. Oh my goodness, really? Yes. All right, share. Okay. <laughs> Long story short, I'll back up and tell you the original one if you if you haven't heard this. There was a ten year old girl online, a drummer, and 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 I'm and I'll have to go back and look at it. I'm not sure how the original connection was made, but she, I think she challenged Dave Grohl to to a competition. I think, I think she called him out on and, on the socials. And then yeah. she, then he responded, mm-hmm. and they ended up hooking up. And then he he wrote a song for her and played it to her online um, and tweeted it out, right? Which was fantastic. And they've had this back and forth relationship. So the story states: since August, they've been taking each other on in the most epic drum battle. Now. The pair are re- getting ready to jam on stage one day. <laughs> That's great. N- Nandy Bushell lives with her family in the pretty town of Ipswich in England. A superlative drummer, she's been playing since she was five years old. I like that. Whoever wrote the stories, that's, that's superlative. Pretty, that, that's, a, that's a great word. I love that word. Superlative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather bound books and. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> so Nandy, the, the young girl, uh, she kicked things off with Dave in summer when she posted a video where she drums to the Foo Fighters hit song Everlong. Mm-hmm. Great song. Nandy wasn't expecting one of the world's biggest rock stars to respond to her fun tweet. But before long, Dave Grohl was posting from the Foo Fighters account and matching her rendition beat for beat. Mm-hmm. He then one-upped his new pal, suggesting they battle to them crooked vultures, dead-end friends. <laughs> uh, she matched him. She matched the rock star's beats and then some. You got me, Dave had to concede. <laughs> From there, Grohl penned a song just for Bushell. We mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And the accompanying video was incredible. She was overjoyed. Um, she penned Dave a brilliant song right back called Rock and Grohl. <laughs> because there's no end to her talents, for her accompanying music video, she sang and played the guitar, bass, and keyboard. That's what Dave Grohl does. Yes. She did all of them. <laughs> right. That's for the he... song. <laughs> and this girl's 10. My goodness. Yeah. I, that makes me want to just, uh, I don't know. It's a protege. In the, uh, it makes me a... just want to just go in a closet and never come out again. <laughs> like uh, when I was 10, I could probably. Hey, I was eating glue. I don't know what I, right, yeah, I was uh... going to say, I, I probably still might have my, you know. I don't know. I, I can't even think of anything. It's just that bad. I was playing with my Transformers and I couldn't put them back together again. That's where I was. What the at. fuck are you yeah. doing? I don't know. I was not. I was not playing music or writing anything or or being at all artistic or productive. I probably still had diapers on. <laughs> wow, the so, honesty so far so, is great. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out, Grohl was more than a little impressed by his new friend's ability to create an, el- a- an electric original tune. <laughs> he responded on Twitter, I'm down, but I'm not out. Your epic song will definitely be hard to beat, but I think I know just what to do. Yesterday, in a video call hosted by the New York Times, the pair met for the first time. Oh my goodness gracious. I get to meet a rock star. Oh my God, Dave said to Nandy. <laughs> of course, she couldn't stop laughing. The pair had a good chat, blah, blah, blah. And he said to, he said to Nandy, I have a question. When the Foo Fighters finally come back to the UK, do you think you could get up on stage and jam with us? That is fantastic. And she said, yes, yes, definitely a hundred percent. And then he said, okay, but it has to be at the end of the set because you're going to steal the show. <laughs> <laughs> or should we make a song together? Right. Cue furious head nods from Nandy and yeah. an emphatic. Yeah. Yeah. So the pair are now planning on creating a fast and rocking tune. That's great. 
Yeah. Rock and Grohl. Rock and Grohl. <laughs> and Nandy, 10-year-old Nandy Bushell, who, who has more talent than I ever will. <laughs> that is why they are our winners of the week. That's great. That's how winning is done. Yes, it is. Fantastic. It's always nice to revisit a story that's like continued on like a relationship. Yeah. That, that's that Dave Grohl's a cool cat, man. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's always known for the biggest heart. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And for yeah. his fans and, and for people in general. He just, you know, when he broke his leg, he comes back out on stage and finishes the concert, mm-hmm. you know, because he cares. So, yeah. Yeah, I dig him. I dig his music too. Yeah. So that's really cool. Fantastic. So we're going to talk today. So. Back to it. Yes, back to it. We're going to talk today about conversational hypnosis. So I don't know if anyone is, for those of you out there who have not heard that term, it, it, there's there's kind of a, it's kind of controversial a little bit. Because when I say converse, conversational hypnosis, people think, well, what does that mean? Does it mean you're you're doing something without me knowing it? And I will say, in a way, yes, but not something that you would, would not something that you would necessarily like any other form of hypnosis, if it's not something you feel right about, you won't do it. But this goes back to Milton Erickson was probably the foremost master of conversational hypnosis. Uh, He developed a lot of unique techniques and we're going to talk about how that works. So again, when you, when I first say that term, it's, it tends to sound strange and like, you know, isn't it about like the hypnotist putting somebody in a trance so they look like they're asleep and then giving them suggestions to either start something or stop something. Is oh, yeah, Matt's on mute. You tried to talk and I uh, don't know what's going on. There we go. Go on. Clean up your desk, you're gone. Oh, you missed yeah. it. Yeah, Clean up your desk, you're gone. Sorry. I moved out to the table because yeah. this is a really interesting topic. Yeah, and absolutely. We say conversational hypnosis. Yes. I'm kind of thinking of you're really more steering the conversation the way you want it to go. That's what I think uh-huh. when I hear conversational hypnosis. That is part of it, and and we're also we're also uh, we have a we have a goal as a part of the conversation. Okay. So so and and we'll get it we'll get into examples in a moment. So the question would be like uh, there, there's a lot more to hypnosis than actually taking somebody through that relaxation process, getting in that relaxed state, and giving them suggestions because mm. by that they know what's happening. They want that to happen because they've either come to you or volunteered on a stage show to be to be hypnotized. Right. So that's what they expect. Now I have had people who have been what I would call resistant to change okay let's say clients come in and i'll just use general examples of course um a client comes in and says you know what i I really need to get organized i'm just not organized i feel like i'm cluttered i feel and i just feel i just don't feel good about it right so i say to them what i want you to do before next session is just just take one item just one just one take one throw it away give it away just get rid of it, mm-hmm. whatever you got to do. And then if they come back the next week and say, yeah, you know, I thought about it and I didn't do it or I picked an item up and I really didn't want to part with it. <laughs> you, 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 and, and this is not, it's not intentional on the client's part. It's just something they were having, they would have difficulty doing. So you know, when I, I tried said, to toss out my spouse yeah. and it just didn't yeah, work. just came right back. He just walked <laughs> right back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, da-da, da-da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? Uh, 
So, so the point is that sometimes people are resistant and they don't know it. So, so to say to somebody, I want to hypnotize you and make changes for some people that, that they get scared or, or even, even when I give them the whole pre-talk that, you know, there's no danger that mm-hmm. you, know, you, you have your own, you know, you'll, you'll never do something you don't want to do. Um, I can't control you. Even with all the disclaimers that I do in a pre-talk, they're still not comfortable with it. Hmm. So when I do therapy with somebody, we talk. That's how therapy works. We talk back and forth. We figure things out. We address issues. We talk about why somebody's feeling the way they are. So let's go back to that example of somebody, you know. One thing. One thing. If, they, if you, there's clutter and you have to do one thing. And if the client is resistant to that, I might go into a conversation and, I, and I'll do this on the fly. I might say to her or him, so what do you think it would feel like when this item is gone? Mm. How do you think it would make you feel when that item's no longer in the house and you can't see it and it's just gone? Mm. Is it something that, that you would think about at that time because you know it's already gone? Right. Because if you didn't think about it and it's already gone, then it wouldn't be an issue for you in the present. Now, it sounds like I'm talking in circles there, but there's a specific thing because I'm already putting it in past tense. Yeah. I'm already telling them they ought, that the item is gone. Right. And how they would feel when that item is gone and attaching emotion to it. And and it's it's in a way and and be, but you take, ask the question. Take this term with a grain yeah. of salt. In a way it's subliminal. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean sneaky or 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 no, it gets it gets them thinking. Yes, you know what? It's and one of the, it's it one gets of them thinking without them knowing they're thinking right. it. Right, that's the big thing, and, and that's not a bad thing because we're and again, it's not mind control. Mm-hmm. It's just having conversation that puts them in an emotional state of what it would be like, right, if they were in that new position in that new situation. Got it. So honestly, conversational hypnosis it, it happens naturally. Um, and as I said in our show last week with Kelly, we talked about this. We're all in a trance constantly. Mm-hmm. You have a routine in the morning. Mm-hmm. You have a cup of coffee. Just enjoy that. You're it might be a different routine. It's a different this, routine. It, right now it's a different routine, right? but you'll get back into that routine eventually. Or, or now you have a new routine. Yeah. And so, so we go through trance all day long in and out. And, and, and most people don't realize it because mm-hmm. whenever you're doing something, that's a habit. That's that's. That's, that's a routine. That's a form of trance. Hmm. So it is possible for somebody to be hypnotized and, and not be in that relaxed state that you would, you would typically see someone and slumped over mm-hmm. like they're asleep with their eyes closed. Right. You could be hypnotized and, and still be what I would call wide awake. Right. Self hypnosis, you know, almost. Yeah. It, even, even it's almost as if, um, I don't know if any and, and if you follow Tony Robbins or have seen a Tony Robbins rally oh, yeah, he's, or he, meeting. I, energetic is all good. Energetic. Out. People yeah. screaming and pumping their fists. They're, these people are in a form of hypnosis. Yeah. They're not sleeping by any means. No. They're as active as can be. And that's the great thing about hypnosis. And if, you, if you've seen any of my shows or anybody else who does shows, you know, I got people dancing and singing and, mm-hmm. and screaming and, and jumping around that, that, that the, the relaxed state is not necessary for, for hypnosis to be effective. Mm-hmm. Now to get them to that state, it's better to, to be relaxed at first. And then the, then the suggestions are easier to, to, to apply. Fair. But in, think about this statement. Honestly, Netflix is a hypnotist. <laughs> you don't say. Continue watching. Think, think about it. 
continue How many watching. Times have you just you started something, or you binged watched something, or you found something new, or, or honestly, you're just bored and and you end up watching Netflix till three a.m. Continue watching. <laughs> <laughs> and this goes back to my whole point too about whenever you're watching a movie, whenever you're reading a book, whenever you're listening to uh, to music, that's all a form of trance. Your mind is focused on that thing and that thing alone, and that really is what trance is. Mm-hmm. So when we go into trance, what we do is we focus our awareness. It's focused on one specific thing. And and Kelly and I mentioned this briefly last time, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mm-hmm. It's just saying things in the right order with the right words that, that influence somebody to do something. And again, not in a bad way, not mm-hmm. taking advantage. Nope. It just gets them, it gets them to that point in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that's what conversational hypnosis is. And a lot of times it can be it can be done indirectly with mm-hmm. a story, mm-hmm. with a um, with a joke, mm-hmm. with with a there, there's there's all kinds of different ways to 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 tell somebody something. Stand up comedians they yes. will put a an audience into a trance because of how they deliver yep. their material. It, there's a rhythm to it, absolutely. Yes. And, and if you, and if anybody's at all interested in music or even speaking, that there's a rhythm, there's a cadence, and and that and that's what gets people. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we go back to our Netflix as your hypnotist. Because it tells a story. You're watching something. You're involved in something. Um, you know, Matt and I were talking before the show started. We're catching up on Mandalorian. Oh my gosh. And, uh, I, I haven't watched, I, said, se- I haven't watched episode three of season two yet. So no spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. Cause I haven't watched that's cause that's tonight. Yes. That is yes, tonight. That yeah. is tonight. And I've not watched episode three and I caught up on discovery last night as well. But, but those are things that you sit down and you get involved with it. Your focus is solely on that story and mm-hmm. you're into it. That, that, that is trance. That's hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And even if I were to talk to somebody and tell them a story, and, and I'm going to tell you a story right now. I'll just give you an example. When I was a teenager, I worked at a summer camp up in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. It was on a lake just south of Sault Ste. Marie, about a half hour. And it was a great place in the summer. Apart from the insects, but because I was there from June to August, the weather varied at times. And naturally, even though those days were mostly warm, the nights were often cold, and we stayed in cabins that had no heat source and slept in bunks with sleeping bags. And you know that feeling of being cozy in your warm bed and blankets and then having to get out of that warm place, even in your own house where you have heat? It feels like a drastic change in temperature. And because we were so close to Canada up there, it would often get very cold in the mornings. And I can still vividly remember the feeling of being warm and that dread of getting out of that warm sleeping bag and feeling instantly cold, shivering, shaking, getting dressed as quickly as possible, just wanting to get warmed up. And it was always a relief as the day went on and the temperature gradually increased that I'd be back in shorts and a t-shirt, enjoying the sun and the warm temperatures. And then each night, you'd get into your sleeping bag, and by morning, it would happen again. So that's just a quick story. I'll end the story there. And that's just a quick story to, to, to give somebody the feeling of what I'm saying. With that description, I, I could have said that story, yeah, I used to work at summer camp and it'd get cold at night. Right. That's it. That's, that's the story. <laughs> 
but because I'm because I'm giving descriptive words and and giving uh, uh, the feelings attached to it, that's that's what people respond to. So I imagine if you told somebody a story, and and you wanted to get you wanted to get them them excited about something, mm-hmm. you would talk in that language. You would talk that language and and have them feel that emotion of that story, and that and that's what conversational hypnosis is. So. Hypnosis is an internal experience. It's not something that's external. You feel it within yourself. So words and feelings are within you. That's that's what makes you feel those things. So we can use stories. We can use metaphors. We can use um, symbols. You know, there's the whole thing that used to happen. And again, there's still some debate on whether it worked or not. Hmm. When you went to drive-in movies and they would have that one frame of popcorn in the yeah. film or hot dog right and why am and, i craving a hot dog and, right and they've and there's been arguments both ways whether or not that really was effective but the fact <laughs> is they did it mm-hmm. i mean that that's not in question um so the question is i mean may, maybe it was effective maybe it didn't maybe just that slight thing triggered something in your mind mm-hmm. to make you want it so it can, so it can it can happen that way, and and there's also too, and especially when I'm doing hypnosis, this is an also a thing that will kind of uh, bypass the critical factor. That critical factor is that one that doubts everything. That 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 one that that looks at something and picks it apart and really analyzes it and say, is this really good or not? Mm. And sometimes you have to bypass that critical factor to give suggestions regarding hypnosis. So many times what I will do is I will talk, but I won't talk in normal sentences. I will use what I call as like a run-on sentence where there's no period mm. because the brain gets confused when you don't, when you don't have punctuation in your speech. Because uh. after a minute, you're, you're like, what's, what's something, what's, something's not right. Something's not right here. And I can't place it. Right. It's not like reading poetry. There's no cadence. Right. It's just, it's a yeah. run on. Yeah. It's a run on. Yeah. Uh-huh. And an example of this, if, if you saw, if those out you, if, if you've, if you've not seen this movie, I would highly recommend it. If you've seen the movie 1917. Oh, it's been a hot set. No, I actually have not seen that movie. World War One movie. Wasn't yes. It? Yeah. I have not seen that movie. Do though. you, do you know the, the story with that? I think a uh, brother going in to find another right. brother or something. Do you know anything about how the film making itself? No, I do not. So don't spoil it. <laughs> but you can spoil it anyways. But how about you? How would you just, just, I'll just take off my headphones, headphones off on. for a minute and, and yeah, and, and just, just hop out for just a sec because it's an important <laughs> point. Yeah. And then you won't listen and I'll try and say it quietly. So if you've seen the movie 1917, it's all one take. There's no camera breaks. Now there actually were when they filmed it, but as you as you watch the movie, about 10, 12 minutes in, something was not right in my head. I'm like, wait a minute, they, the, the the camera hasn't broken. We've been looking at a one continuous scene for 12, 15, 20, and the whole movie was one continuous scene. And again, they did edit some parts in that to make it that way, but it throws your brain off. So that's what I mean about being like subverting or going around expectations you know something's not right but you're not recognizing it and that's that's another good way that conversational hypnosis works i'm back good yes. i didn't and listen it didn't, and good i didn't spoil it for you no you did not thank you for that <laughs> so so there are a lot of there are a lot of ways 
and and you you might ask, well, why are we talking about this? Because this is a this is something that that you you can be aware of. It's something that you can actually use if you're a salesperson. This would be very effective for you. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 you're if you're a uh, um, a teacher, a, a speaker, if, if, if you're, if, if whatever you are, if, if you have, if you have interaction with other human beings, this could be very beneficial for you. So and again, I go back to Erickson. He was the, he was the, 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 the king of, of conversational hypnosis and what we call embedded commands. So here's, here's some ways this could work. If I offer somebody options. So if, if, like if I was if I were working with somebody to stop smoking, sure. I'll, I'll use that as an example. I could say, you know, I don't know what it would be, but but do you think you would you would enjoy not smoking better during the holidays or just on a normal work day? I give them an option, but it, but it includes but they've quit both times. Whatever option I give them, they're still quit in it. That's sneaky. Yes. <laughs> But I like yes. that. I like that approach. You got to give them options. Or, or if I'm testing for somebody, if they're at their state of trance, I may ask something like, your hand might rise or it might sink down and become more relaxed or it may do nothing at all. So either way, they're thinking that's happening to me wow. because I've covered all the bases. Right. So offering options is always a great way. I like that a lot. Uh, your intention Attention, and, and Erickson was big on intention because it doesn't mean dominating the other person, hmm. but it, but it means focusing on them and and you believing it will work. Because when I have clients come in, I always tell them, "I do this, I know this works, and I want them to be that confident because I believe it that strongly. They're going to believe it. Got it. So if I know that that intention is is you know." Is that I already know this is going to work for you because I know it works. Hmm. It, it makes them believe that because I'm the professional. They're the ones coming in for help. Sure. Um, creating vague language sometimes helps. Um, let me see if I can f- find a, a a good example here. It's it's management speak. Let's say it's to use a lot of words while saying essentially nothing. So, I, and. We're not going to get into the whole political side of things, but politicians are great at this. Hmm. They ask them, you ask them a question, they can speak for 10 minutes, but the question's never answered. Right. <laughs> and then honestly, many times by the time those 10 minutes are up, a lot of people forgot what the original question was. They, they've just diverted your, your expectation on that. Emotion is the big one. And, and we mentioned that a moment ago about emotions and how that affects it. And I'm going to go back to Matt's comment earlier about rhythm, about mm, cadence, yes, calibration, and noticing trance. And 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 this is these are all words for, you know, have, having a system, having a rhythm, and then evaluating where that person's at. So if you're if you're having a conversation with somebody, and they're and they're looking off, I know you guys can't see me on 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 the podcast recording, but if they're just looking off and they're just uh, their eyes are wandering, you know, you don't have a connection with them. You mm. can read them. You right. can read that, but if somebody's intently staring at you, you and, have and you their, just yeah. you have them. That yeah. those are the cues that you have to look for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about building rapport, and that's a big one as a professional. If somebody trusts you, they're more apt to listen to you. Yeah. So you build that rapport. You're interesting. 
and you, we and we all probably know these these people. They walk into a room and bam, they're they're interacting with anybody, and mm-hmm. it's like it's like a light went off, and they're right. they're part of it. They know they know how to connect. Yes, they know how to connect with people and make them feel important. Right. Yeah. Got it. That goes to rapport. So, and I know this. We just skimmed the surface as far as conversational hypnosis. As far as getting deeper into this, I'll leave a link. There, there are a couple of books by Erickson that are great, and and I didn't I didn't write those in the in the outline, but I will put those in the show notes, especially if you're interested specifically in conversational hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very very fascinating, and it's really what happens when you see a hypnotist or when you see a stage show. Um, and if you haven't if you haven't listened to my episodes on stage hypnosis, go back because I I'll, and, and Matt will remember this. I tell there's a whole reason from the opening music uh-huh. till the end of the show. Everything is for a reason, and it's meant to get people more involved. Yes, yes, I do remember. Yep, fantastic. Thank you. Glad, glad you remember that. Well That's, done. It's fantastic. <laughs> So everybody, next week, we're going to have a special guest. We're actually having a friend of mine who is a nutritionist, and we're going to talk about the connection between nutrition and mental health. Now, I know that may sound like, oh, geez, I'm going to hear about lettuce for an hour. It's, it's not, believe me, it's not that. It's romaine. Uh, Don't worry. Yeah, it's, it's something quite good. It's quite pungent. Stings the nostrils. <laughs> yes, sometimes. No, there's so much that goes into it. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, yeah, and, she, and she's fantastic. So, yeah, uh, the next episode, we're going to be talking with my friend who's a nutritionist. Until then, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. I will see you next time.